0: Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> we have to get the squirreliness out every time. It's fun. We're always just like, okay, do we press record now? Do we press now? record? Do we, <laughs> we
1: Officially commencing episode
0: five.
1: five.
0: Wow.
1: Whoa. Five. That's five whole months. That's a lot of talking. Yeah, it is a lot of talking. But it hasn't been much of us for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Or- Which is the direction we are going in for this one. Mm-hmm. It's all about us. welcome to the full bloom podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want and and you're you're invited invited.
1: (laughs) we have decided to make may's episode about masturbation Mm -hmm. and sex with ourselves because may is the month of masturbation masturbation
0: month learned and, that from evian whitney yes love evian whitney let's shout, shout her out,
1: out every time we can um <laughs> have we shouted her out before i don't know probably yeah. if not that's off brand because yeah. i shout her out like every day of my life <laughs> so yeah we're really excited about this one hmm emma updates where you at in your cycle? oh yeah <laughs>
0: Where am I out of my cycle?
1: I feel like it's nice to talk about this now after that episode with Stella because mm-hmm. the language that we use, I feel like folks will actually understand what we're talking about when we're like, I'm in the totally. inner fall. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah. Day eight. Inner spring. Feeling it. Like, I think a big thing for me, knowing where I'm at and that goes along with my confidence is my skin Clears up right after my period's done. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I feel like I have a bit of a glow coming back. I'm not like feeling weird every day about this like new zit that decided to show up. This like hormonal fucking mountain that (laughs) nobody else probably even really notices. I mean, I'm sure people notice, but no one gives a fuck, you know? But then it really can like affect your day. So I think for me, in inner spring comes that like boost of confidence, but then also like the estrogen rising and just feeling more of a pep in my step, feeling like more like myself, I think right now, and noticing too how I've been working nights um I'm getting more into the groove of it, but also, like, I have so much more energy, even just today, and, like, feel way better than I did, like, yesterday. Or You're doing all your things today around the house. Yeah, puttering. Yes. Emma
1: is one of the biggest putterers (laughs) I've ever... (laughs) experienced and i love it about her but it's so funny like even just today she's like i'm gonna do yoga and it took her like (laughs) 14 laps around the house and like 35 different things to put in the room in order to like do yoga you have to set the vibe yeah you just like buzz around and i always just sit and like
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's she gonna go get now (laughs) even like setting up to record it's always like okay Set the vibe. Yeah. Like we recorded my room and I'm always like, Taylor comes in with the tea and sits down and waits and I'm like, red light on, lamp on, light the candle, incense Palo Santo, close the window, (laughs) sit down, get up, get my tea, come back. Get up, get the tarot card, come back, open window, close window,
1: (laughs) get Harlow, get Harlow's TV. (laughs) By the way, Harlow's here recording with us this time. Say hi. She's taken to humping Emma's stuffed cat. Yes. So we had to put that out of reach. Yeah. So we could focus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's our new little angel that we're taking care of for the next little while and we fucking love her yeah so much yep day eight sweet not that for you that's all for me i love how opposite we are
1: you bleed on the new new moon moon. and i bleed on the full moon
0: word so that's
1: why Guess it makes sense
0: which was like what we looked into it once and there's like bleeding with the full moon is like More of like a wild, like independence, like a creativity. I think it's the
1: full moon. When you bleed with the full moon, you're on a path of like healing and. Right. Yeah, like solo work, creative. You're like working in like the healing world of some sort. And then when you bleed on the new moon, you're like, you're like fertile. Or what was it about? Like motherhood? Yes, literally
0: like have a baby
1: <laughs> which makes a lot of sense because yeah especially like the work you do and everything yeah
0: but- surrounding surrounding babies and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you yet but this weird thing happens where every time I'm like I guess it's usually like night shifts but every time I'm with a baby and I'll send you a fucking picture of it tonight or I'll show you a photo I took the other night. I get this insane glow in my skin. Wow! Like, it's not sweat. It's unlike anything I've ever seen, but every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, wow, I'm literally glowing, and I can touch it and feel it. And it... it I don't know. that. It, that's all. But it's just, like, this very obvious, like, skin glow that I get, and I'm just, like, cool.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Love that. It's, like, s- yeah. just alignment you're exactly where you're supposed to be it reminds me of
0: like when people are pregnant they're like you're glowing like the pregnancy glow but it's just from like being around the babies new life yeah love that i'm on day 22
1: so Mm. inner fall but i'm not feeling tired yet or slow yet i'm feeling really energetic Mm. and quite I get this weird thing and I wonder if anyone would be able to relate to it where at certain points in my period specifically in my inner fall but usually like the latter half of my inner fall when I'm slowing down and getting towards winter um, I start to feel just like and it's totally a mental thing and I think it comes from like body image issues growing up but all of a sudden when I look at myself in the mirror I'm like I feel like I'm just like A massive heavy Mm. like blob of a human Mm -hmm. and it's so weird and I know it's gonna happen every month and then every time it happens I know what it is it's totally hormonal but every time I'm still just like like I hate it Mm -hmm. every time Um, so Other than that, I'm not really feeling, (laughs) (laughs) other than this like nasty mental battle, I'm not really feeling any other slowness or heaviness. I'm still feeling like I have a lot of social energy, a lot of kind of drive. I feel like I'm still really taking things on and kind of filling up my calendar and excited to do that in the Mm -hmm. way that I am in my spring. So... Mm -hmm. That's me right now but I guess it's like last time we recorded when you were saying and asking Stella about like still having yeah. energy. It's like not a bad thing. Yeah, feeling
0: like, "Oh, I'm I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this because I'm on day this." But it's like no, 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 like it's totally related also to just like your exterior world as well. Like you can't discredit that like if you have things going on that are filling your cup, it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you can't be feeling energized by them. Like I think for us in particular, like, we're both feeling, like, energized and motivated because of Vanigan and et cetera and, like, our plans and just mm. finding this kind of, like, fire. Yeah, I guess we're both kind of,
1: like, energized and hyped up.
0: We have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. even actually this month, too, I noticed some months I just don't even have any period symptoms. I think I've... I just kind of hate saying symptoms. It sounds so, like, clinical, but, mm. like... Like, body things happening. Like, also, yeah, like, last month I just didn't have even cramps. I remember just, like, getting my period. Be like, oh, there it is. And then it was just gone. But this month, all of a sudden, I was, like, hit with it and in so much pain. Yeah, you had that really bad day. Yeah, all of a sudden I was like, holy fuck. Like, it's, like, really burning. Like, feels like an internal fire. But then I had the nettle tea. Nettle tea. Nettle tea and ibuprofen because we're dualistic. What am I trying to say? We love medicine, both pharmaceutical and natural. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. There you go. <laughs> love that. Do you think it maybe had to do with the, like, intense schedule change for you?
0: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. kind of lined up with that. We should get into that. Let's. Yeah. I, wanna, I want you to
1: talk about your, like, witchy nightlife.
0: Okay. Yeah. So... I have been totally shifted into um working nights. So I'm doing right now that starting this week um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday all night where I just like show up to somebody's house and take care of their baby. I just show up to someone's house <laughs> and take
1: care of their baby.
0: <laughs> it's literally that from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I'm in. I'm in the groove of it now more so than I was when I first started. Because when I first started, it was like a few days and then off for a while, or like one night. And but it, it was it was weird to get into, and I felt like so fucking witchy the first few times, and I still kind of do. But also now that I'm more into it, it's just kind of like the way it is. But the first few times, I was literally like. Driving to work at, like, 10 o'clock and then arriving and just, like, literally being, like, I am awake with the moon. Everyone else is asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just me and the moon and this child and, like, just feeling like the ultimate caretaker but also feeling like it was so, like, romantic. And, yeah, just, like, really loving it and... Even just having kind of these realizations about, which we talked about in the last episode, about this circadian rhythm and how there's this expectation to be awake in the day and asleep at night. And, like, what happens at night? Like, who who tends to be more awake or alert in the night? It's like, yeah, just, just kind of, like, reflecting on... It, it reminded me a lot of this class I took in university called... The City After Dark. Did you that? I was that? in that class yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So probably the, one of the most memorable classes I ever took. Um, and just kind of reflecting on the world at large, like cities and society is built around A, essentially male biology, B, people who have day jobs and like fit into daytime schedules and it's not catered to people who have night jobs like whether that be sex workers or people who experience homelessness or people who just do night shifts not you know like nurses whatever like any any kind of like work like that it's just like essentially in a way the world isn't necessarily catered to your success but historically the people who are like awake at night like offer have such different kind of like offerings or experiences in the world it just mm-hmm. makes me think of like witches and like new moms are like awake all night and like caretakers nurses people like that just like really get to experience the night in this new way and then you think about like artists and people who just suffer from insomnia and generally maybe are like neurodivergent or can't sleep and then end up like creating beautiful things in the middle of the night I just felt so moved by it and it was also kind of hard at first to get into the rhythm but yeah like I said now I feel like I am and it's just I've never had a job that like flies by so quickly too because just working with the cycle of a baby and its needs through the night is like if you can figure out their language and learn their cues and learn like what they want it's very quiet and calm and yeah it's just it's been really cool and so this is now my schedule like five nights a week for the next like until mid-july basically with like this one family so I'm getting to know them really intimately too and like waking them up in the night to to breastfeed and Just really like being a trusted person in their home, and it's Mm -hmm. it's been really, really, really
1: cool. That amount of trust is really Mm -hmm. beautiful when you think about it like
0: that. Yeah. Also, the fact that I finish work at six and you start work at six, and we're like two ships passing in the night. Yeah, but it's not night anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, it's really cool, and the rest of the world starts to wake up, and you feel very peaceful in those yeah. hours before things start to get moving and in yoga like five to six a.m. is the most sattvic time of the day which mm. basically means that, that that that's the point in the day where you're most level between your yin and your yang and Whoa. As like a universe, the universe is most level between yin and yang, and satvic is just like harmonious mm. um, because there's no like rush of anxiety yet because there's no like get up and go 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 mm-hmm. with like the general world just yet, and it is such a peaceful time when everyone else is kind of just starting to trickle their eyes open and lights yeah. are just starting to come on, and birds and, are starting to sing. Yeah.
0: Emotion.
1: We have updates yes. for the van. Yes. So, basically, we bought our van, and then we took her to get an inspection, and long story short, the person that sold it to us basically lied to us about quite a bit of stuff, and we put a little bit too much trust into this person, um... And we got fucked over a little bit, so we took her for an inspection, and there was just, like, way more wrong with her than we realized, and we got, like, we felt really defeated, Yeah, I think, and I think...
0: But we allowed that to really seep in... for a good little while before checking ourselves and being like, okay, what if we got a second opinion? What if we actually tried to do this rather than stopping after the first man tells us that we shouldn't do this?
1: Yeah, because I think as women having to deal with anything in the world of cars and mechanics and mechanical issues just sucks it sucks you you know like we bought this van because we wanted to learn like we wanted to make it a project that caused Mm -hmm. us to learn all of these things that we don't know already so that in the
0: future we will have that knowledge Mm -hmm. in our endeavors so we kind of forgot or at least i kind of forgot that our plan was to like do the work and figure it out yeah i was like oh it's gonna be Too hard? Kate. never mind.
1: Yeah, so we went through this bit of, like, a weird disconnected phase. Uh Um, Even just kind of, like, with each other. Like, we weren't really even, like, seeing each other just because of our schedules. And Uh I don't think we were, like, checking in in the way that we needed to be. So then after that experience, we basically had, like, a sit down. And we just had, like, a really long, like, nice chat about just, like, okay, what's going on with this? Are we are we still in the place that we were when we decided to get this van and do this? Yeah. Like we had like a big check in. Yeah. And Taylor was like,
0: we need to talk.
1: Yeah. It was one of those. I woke <laughs> up that morning, like before I, I like, even yeah, like had a right. coffee or anything, I was like, this needs to come out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. But then from there, I feel like we feel like we have a bit more agency again, which totally. was nice.
0: Cause I'm uh, just like motivation. Yeah. Like, we're going to fucking figure this out where there's a, will, there's a way exactly so that's where we're at now with that we're feeling partnership partnership
1: and feeling a lot more energized towards just like each other and yes remembering that commitment that we made to each other and it was funny because the whole time we were talking about it we were like this is some marriage shit like this is what this is what you go through like partnership does not have to be romantic in order to be like
0: this it's just a a relationship like Mm -hmm. it's the way that we say like the word relationship covers all relationships. But then for some reason we we think about like working on a relationship has to be this romantic thing. But it's like, no, you you work on all your relationships in your mm-hmm. life. You work on your friendships or like hopefully you do. They can't always just be like the most smoothest thing ever. Like you gotta be able to figure out how to like show up for the people that you love. And mm-hmm. that was like a really good reminder in that as well. Yeah totally to side of that, so, yeah, we back, so we're back. <laughs> we
1: are back in the headspace of fixing her up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it, yeah, so like, happening. let's just get into it, get our hands dirty, but then, too, in that, I think also came the discussion about like having enough energy for it, because yeah. a big part of that was both of us just not giving it the energy it deserved like Mm. we are both types of people that have so many endeavors and things going on at once Mm -hmm. all the time um but I think it was getting to a point where we were like okay like something's got to give here because if we don't put our all into this it's Mm -hmm. going to
0: fail and unfortunately as much as we're like abundance abundance our energy is not necessarily abundant like we do have a limited supply at the end of the day and just really getting down to the nitty and gritty of like where is my energy going at all times and where is it going to places that are like where is it getting sucked into a void where is it going to things that aren't serving me anymore what are some doors that I can close so that I can like further open one rather than open more just like open one that you've already had opened but a little bit more like really putting our all into it and I think something else that we touched on was that neither of us have ever really had something that we had to fully fully dive into because we need the best outcome because we don't really have any fallback and we don't really have that cushion in yeah it's not like we have a huge
1: financial cushion with this yeah we're giving it our all we
0: have to make this Mm work yeah it caused
1: us I think to reevaluate our priorities Mm -hmm. and realize that while we are abundant beings we also have limits and it's important to recognize your limits because there's strength there strength there because you can grow stronger in the things that matter if you are able to give them more energy and limit the other things, even if like even if the other things aren't energy sucks and they're not bad and you still enjoy them, like mm-hmm. you do have to say no to some things, you can't always do it all.
0: Hmm. And
1: we've just never, that. I know, but I feel like you and I have never been faced with our limits in this way. Yeah,
0: I want to fucking mm, that. That's the other part of it is like if you have a bunch of things going that you're putting a little bit into, it's like, oh, okay. If it if it blows up if it's successful, that's dope. But if it fails, it's not that big a deal because I didn't give it my all. I didn't put everything I had into it. Mm-hmm. But by really diving into one thing and being like, "I'm going to give this my all." I think there's like a fear of failure in that because if you do fail, it's like, "Well, shit. That I put was my all everything into it." Mm-hmm. But then if it succeeds, it can really pay off, mm-hmm. and I think like that's the energy that I'm moving forward with is playing with that and being like, what does that feel like? What does that success feel like? And maybe what does that failure feel like? But like, getting into both that yeah. like, ooey gooey of like, what is life without trying that out? Yeah. What is life without failure? You and a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Nice. <laughs> and. Michael Knowing that... Michael like, Scott. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Knowing that we're doing it together yeah. is, like, another piece that's like, okay, we can fucking do this.
1: But also, I think we realized that in doing it together, it's kind of something where it's like i have to put my all into this because if i don't it'll fuck emma over too yeah like it'll
0: affect both
1: of us it's not just like oh if this fails it's just whatever it just it's on me it's just
0: my problem no but
1: Mm -hmm. this like affects someone else too
0: who i've made this commitment to Mm -hmm. so we've told this that that our plans are to like Go off in August, right? Have we even covered that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. We bought a van because for August we're going camping around BC for a whole month and living out of it. We're going to van life. That's what we've been talking about this entire time. Sorry if you're like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, we're moving out of our house at the end of July and moving into the van in August. And we're van lifing it. Van lifing together for a month. Mm -hmm. We're going to cuddle every
0: night. Mm So,
1: that's kind of where we are with our van and our just, like, personal
0: lives and relationships. Yeah, 30-minute update. That's us! Yeah. So. Masturbation! Let's talk about
1: (laughs) gas, sex, baby.
0: Let's talk about you and me. How did
1: we get to deciding that that's what this was going to be?
0: Weirdly serendipitously. Mm -hmm. In that... It's just been, like, on my mind lately, also, as I am expanding into partnership romantically, um, and, of course, like, a sexual relationship unfolds in that. That that was, like, such a, like, therapist way of being, like, I'm dating somebody and we're having sex. Yeah. (laughs) Um, anyway, so it's been, like, kind of, like, on my mind, thinking about my relationship to sex, pleasure, self-pleasure, pleasure pleasure with a partner, just, like, that whole thing that can kind of sometimes, like, not really exist on your mind when you're not in partnership or not having sex or just like essentially being abstinent I don't know I, I can definitely like comfortably go like long periods of time without really thinking about it mm. um but it was just kind of like on my mind and then Taylor went to the island and came back and the night she came back we had like a big chat about like what was up what did what happened what did I miss and, and yeah for you
1: well, I went to the island and just kind of had, like, a bit of a week to myself. I went to, like, vi- I went to visit my Auntie Michelle, and I just had a big self-care re- re- week. I just kind of needed, like, space from everything. And I realized when I was there that for the whole month of April, I was having, like, a hard go on like, multiple levels. I realized I hadn't given myself an orgasm in, like months
0: right I like think that's what we talked about yeah
1: like a month at least a month mm-hmm. like I hadn't masturbated once I haven't I hadn't like had sex with a partner in about a month as well but I hadn't even been having sex with myself so it was just this realization I came to because I was like why am I feeling so disconnected from my body and it's like oh well I'm not connecting In any way, but especially not that way, and that's something that really brings you into your body, Mm -hmm. literally. So, did this like thirty minute, like orgasm meditation while I was on the island, and it was really that was it.
0: You told me about that, and I was like, "Yeah, whoa, send me that. I want to do that because it's been so on my mind, just like getting into Mm -hmm. that."
1: Yeah, and then we just kind of started like diving into, into like it. the barriers mm-hmm. that come up when you're exploring self-pleasure in your relationship to yourself sexually and mm-hmm. I think it's really scary to go there I think it's kind of a scary journey because a lot of sexual trauma can arise when you start to unravel Mm -hmm. your sexual existence Mm -hmm. um and you can start to realize a lot of things you still carry literally in like the muscles of your pelvic floor and in your vagina like Mm -hmm. in your vulva just like everything physically existing in your body in this sort of like contracted disconnected way Mm -hmm. um and then when you start to consider, like really dive in and do that work with yourself, what can come up is really disturbing or unsettling. And then it can be kind of a like, okay, but where do I go from here now? If I know that I'm carrying all this, how do I release it? Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that kind of came up for me was I've always seen like self-pleasure and masturbation and that as kind of this like little like fun thing I'll do if I feel like it and um but really like only doing it if I felt like it which is saying it out loud that makes perfect sense but then also realizing that the work that I'm trying to do in, like, getting to know myself and unraveling through what essentially is kind of years of experimenting but also experiencing a lot of icky stuff and, like, a lot of what you could consider sexual trauma, which I think even the fact that I'm, like, tiptoeing around saying that is, like, a whole other thing. Like, it is what it is, and I think it's so, um, unfortunately, widely experienced on a huge spectrum of what that might look like. But anyway, um, kind of getting to know my body through those experiences, um, I've realized that I think, like, the work that I want to do in terms of getting to know my body has to be kind of more like a a commitment to myself to do it and like a a routine in the way that one might commit to exercise or showing up to work when you don't want to because for what you need to pay you need to get paid or whatever like exercising even when you don't want to because you know that like discipline or you want you, to get to know your body in that way like I've kind of been seeing like I almost feel like I need to like remember to explore and not even just to have an orgasm even though there was like a point in my life where I was like I think I need to give myself an orgasm every day just for like the health benefits of it mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> but, like exploring in a way just to feel the pleasure by myself but also getting to know like what I do and don't like and really getting into that but then there's a lot of times where I'm like "Ugh, I'm tired I just don't want to but that can happen like again and again and again every day and sometimes I I'm literally like do I need to like force myself to do this do I need to like force myself to be like turned on right now and then feeling almost weird about that because that feels a bit like edging toward yucky situations that I've been where I, like, wasn't really interested in having sex, but, like, did it anyway, Mm -hmm. like, that kind of territory, and Mm -hmm. I I know that I'm safe when I'm alone, so I don't feel unsafe, but it's just, like, I think I need to just personally, like, I think, like, I need to really, like, go in to, like, to go in, to, like, enter that space, and, you know, (laughs) though, like... Yeah, totally. I...
1: I think too, it's interesting. I guess I can only speak for myself, but I know a lot of people that have expressed this, like, but like, like it's very outcome oriented. A lot yeah. of sexual discourse and sex with partners and also sex with yourself. It's like, I don't know how many times I've been like not able to fall asleep, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll make myself come and that'll help me pass out. Like, yeah. there's that, but then it's also like, getting to know yourself in a way that isn't outcome oriented it's not orgasm oriented and then having sex with partners in that way as well Mm -hmm. because I think so often the like a big block for me personally is when I'm having partnered sex if I am not getting there if i'm not gonna climax i feel like i'm letting them down yeah and then it puts more pressure on me to get there but because Mm -hmm. i'm feeling this pressure i'm moving moving further away from that Mm -hmm. and then that kind of shows up in your sexual relationship with yourself too because you're just like okay i know what's like I know what's going to make me come. So I just do that because that's the goal. And then in doing that, because that's the goal, there's no exploration because it's like, you know, driving the same route every time you go somewhere, as opposed to like exploring the side streets, like you still get to the same place, but you maybe get to see different parts of yourself along the way Mm -hmm. and having a relationship with yourself that is explorative and safe can allow you to have relationships with others that are explorative and safe mm-hmm. because you've already been there with yourself in a safe mm-hmm. environment. You know what it looks like. Yeah. And it feels like. Because I think when you're doing, like, when you're exploring new territory with a partner, it can feel scary because you don't know what it's going to bring up for you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know... Where your triggers lie if you've never been there before, but if you've had the time to really go in on yourself and get to know yourself in ways and like have things come up that are scary and icky and uncomfortable in the space of masturbation, then you can even like before you have sex with someone be like, this is something for me that is not okay that I'm like not down to do. Yeah. And then you won't be in that place with a partner where they really like, they do something that they don't mean to cause harm with, mm -hmm. but it's like a no for you yeah
0: and you're not like oh it's like unsexy of me to like communicate right now so I'm just gonna like not say anything and then not you're like dishonoring yourself in a in a big way as well and yeah also the outcome focused versus the journey of Mm -hmm. the experience just enjoying the act Mm -hmm. exactly rather than feeling this pressure to like get to a certain a certain place and that I personally can really struggle to have an orgasm with like anybody but then like with myself of course it's like so easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but I think a lot
1: of times in partnered sex, exactly like you just said, like, enjoying the journey allows you to let go of the, like, need to perform, Mm -hmm. like, the need to have an orgasm, not even for yourself at that point, but Mm -hmm. to satisfy your partner Mm -hmm. so so they can be, like, sick, you know, like, I made her come. Yeah. But then it's not for you anymore, whereas if you're having sex for the sake of having sex, Mm -hmm. then that pressure is removed, which, like, brings a block away with it. And then I find the times that I've had the best orgasms are the times that neither of us are even thinking about, like the end the climax the like best part where
0: is this going yeah that that doesn't even like it's not even on the table
1: yeah the times that all of a sudden you're like oh 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 okay okay Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. out of nowhere as opposed to just being like feel like people can relate to being in a partnership where all of a sudden you just like know what gets each other off so you just do that every yeah. time and fall into a bit of a rut it's the same with masturbation like mm-hmm. i know this works on me so i'm just gonna do this to help me like pass out at night it's like mm-hmm. that's not sexy that's equivalent yeah. to like having sex with your socks on or like some
0: shit like that I don't like, hate on that <laughs> do you do you... that can be cozy okay sometimes <laughs> I hate (laughs)
1: when someone has socks on. No.
0: Um, I think it's kind of funny. I
1: guess. Okay. But... (laughs) Now we know that Emma likes socks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That kind of reminds me of having sex for the journey of it, like, for the experience in a way that it's, like, what making love sounds like or what Mm. making love represents and how you can be making love... By painting with somebody. Ugh. You know what I mean? You can be making, making love by just, like, holding hands. Making as, like, a continuous... Yeah. yeah. You, are, you are actively making love. It d- does not mean... And then I think, like, ult- the one of the ultimate expressions of making love is, like, passionately, like, pleasuring one another, right? Mm. In a physical way. And then... And then when it comes to masturbation, like, making love to yourself or, like, fucking yourself or just, Mm -hmm. like, really – and then holding yourself also Mm -hmm. and just, like, really being present with, like, all of the feelings that you've gone through and then also being present with, like, maybe the feeling after you did potentially have an orgasm of being, like, whoa, like, that was amazing and just, like, relishing in it or kind of being, like – Like, sometimes I'll come out of it and be like, oh, like, that was kind of, like, weird. Or, like, I feel kind of, like, weirdly emotional or, like, Mm -hmm. raw right now. Mm -hmm. And just, like, getting into that, but, like, being able to support yourself gently through that rather than just, like, avoiding it at all costs. Or, yeah, there's just, like, there's so much there. I think that
1: um, having a really intimate relationship with yourself sexually also, too, is one of the main ways that we are able to heal from sexual trauma because I mean when you've had your body which is the only thing in this world that is really yours Mm -hmm. when you've had that taken away from you you can be so terrified to try to re-enter it again just because mm-hmm. not feeling anything is better than feeling so out of control of your own body it's like staying disconnected from yourself in that way allows you to exist without having to relive and I think I'm that's like a big part of why people you know maybe have trouble having intimate relationships with others not even on like a sexual level but on an just intimacy in general um because it opens mm. up old wounds a lot of the time right but yeah. if we are able to gently you know maybe like for the first bit your masturbation doesn't even look like like touching yourself like touching
0: your vulva or like yeah could literally be like a You can literally... Leg massage. Yeah, you can, like, run yourself a bath. Like, whatever. Spend nice time. It's part, like, incorporating just self-pleasure in whatever that might mean. Into a routine as, like, part of your practice. Like, I think that's just where it's showing up for me and how it can kind of more so become more important and not this thing that I feel like I have to force is recognizing that it is a practice Mm -hmm. and that it can be part of that and that pleasure is accessible in all of these different ways and it also makes me think about sex in ways that's not necessarily like penetrative Mm -hmm. and all the different forms and this like everything just coming back to this like sexy juicy spectrum of experiences that are all valid and valuable Mm -hmm. in their own ways
1: yeah i yeah just i think in terms of like reclaiming your body like after trauma Mm -hmm. um it's like the safest way to rediscover yourself sexually after that because like like you said earlier like you are alone you are safe and like Mm -hmm you can come back into your body slowly in that with full trust in knowing that you are in control Mm. after things have been taken out of control for you. It's like the number one way to have agency over your pleasure, Mm. over your orgasm. And I, I notice it for myself more and more as I kind of get into this stuff. I notice that I carry... And I've heard other women talk about this too. Like a constant contraction in my pelvic floor. Mm. In my... In yoga, we call it the mula Bandha, Like your... Um, basically like the, your Kegel muscles. Muscles you squeeze when you pee. Um, I had one woman explain it to me. And she feels like she's just always doing a Kegel. Like she feels like she needs to keep herself closed as possible. And she said that it had to do with like trauma from childbirth she thought um and for me I think it just shows up from just like a plethora of sexual trauma but I have been trying really hard to work recently on releasing that constriction in my muscles and it's almost like I don't even know how to access yeah. Or I don't even know what it feels like to not have those muscles just like a little bit contracted. Like mm-hmm. I can contract them intentionally and feel a difference and a tightness, but I can't like fully release, it mm. feels like. And I know you were saying um, that that pelvic floor specialist,
0: what was she? Mm-hmm. She was saying how nowadays it's so much more common for women to have over- Active or like too tight of a pelvic floor um rather than too loose um which stems from a variety of things but really makes me think of like I remember learning at like such a young age what kegels were and I remember like walking into my sister's room and her and her friend were doing kegels (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, not that I could see but I was like what are you guys doing and they're like oh we're just doing kegels and I was like okay and like learning that that was a thing that like women had to do because you have to keep it tight it's like Ugh. what so like this pressure to be tight this pressure to be thin so this fuck. pressure to work hard work out this pressure to lose pregnancy weight and then yeah just like this tightness also I think from potentially like various traumas causing tightness and just like generations of misogyny and whatever else I don't know like we're all just maybe a little bit tight and we're all just maybe a little bit <laughs> tight. Just a little tight I, I know. love that <laughs> but yeah like it makes me think of um hannah gifted me yoni eggs like Mm -hmm. a year or so ago and i've tried them out a couple times but i really want to incorporate that into my practice of using these yoni eggs and like helping to let them kind of like release those muscles and like you said like doing like internal like massage and things like
1: that the other day i was trying to relax those muscles and all of a sudden i had this urge to just like use my vibrator um but not for the purpose of like having an orgasm Mm. literally just as like a like trying to use the vibration to massage those muscles to relaxation Mm. and it was really interesting I was like trying to breathe into the sensation in a way that wasn't supposed to be this like I'm gonna make myself come type of situation and it was Mm really it felt like really good but not in the way that usually masturbation feels really good like it didn't feel like I was masturbating it felt like I was literally just you know like rubbing like the same mentality as like rubbing your shoulders Mm, like scratching yeah it just felt like my body needed that attention Mm um and also having that be like a like a thing that I'm able to do just for me without anyone else watching without it having to look any certain way Mm -hmm.
0: allows you to experience it in whatever way you need to experience it. I like surveil myself and like sexualize myself constantly and like with the way that like porn mainstream porn like is representing the woman and her body as something to be watched and, like, that's what gets the guy off is, like, just, like, whatever she looks like and does and what she's doing with her face and that's just, like, so ever-present. So being able to, like, have that to yourself I think is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because how many times in
1: sex are you doing something because you know that your partner loves the way that you look doing it but it may you're not even thinking about like how it feels for you or if Mm -hmm. you're even enjoying it and I think there's Mm -hmm. definitely something to be said for knowing that there's a specific thing or whatever that your partner likes or if your partner's really enjoying something it's definitely wonderful to
0: pleasure pleasure them them, for Mm -hmm. sure
1: but I think I feel like it shows up a little bit more often that we forget what
0: we're experiencing as well I in that like a, need to, to like satisfy yeah. yeah I think the more I think about it it's like a rat could be like a radically healing experience to really step out of what it, of this performance essentially mm-hmm. of like are you actively like enjoying what's going on right now? Are you in your body feeling the sensations or are you performing? And sometimes I catch myself totally in like a performance and then I'm like, you know, I feel like sexy or I feel good and I'm like, okay, I'm like pleasuring my partner and that makes me feel good. But then also it's like, am am I feeling it though? Like, am I like let's bring it back to me like am I being pleasured and how do you then like revert back to being like okay now it's about me but then being like oh but now I don't look good anymore now I don't look sexy because I'm like trying to focus on how it feels and sometimes I really have to like get into my head to be like how does it feel and then and then it's like where are you Yeah, then you're not in your
1: head or you're not in your body body. you're in your head Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then that disconnects you further from the physical act because Mm -hmm. you're not present in it it's Mm -hmm. this whole like we need to show up in a way that is aesthetically pleasing but also feels good and Mm -hmm. honestly for me the sexiest thing is someone just being so raw and like Mm. i don't want anyone to perform but i think too it's this weird culture with women probably every woman i know has faked an orgasm oh
0: my god yeah because
1: we just want the other person and in most cases i feel like when you're faking an orgasm it's with a man Mm -hmm. because they're just so they just like want you to come Mm -hmm. and so you want to just give them that because you want it's almost like a pat on the back for them it's like Mm -hmm. oh I made her come great now I can like feel like a man and like totally finish this off but faking an orgasm does absolutely nothing for either party yeah. except maybe give the other person a bit of an ego boost yeah, for like, like a, a second
0: Band-aid. yeah but then
1: it's like i didn't come you don't actually even know what i like and going I forward just you're still to not gonna know
0: what i like yeah in a very intimate situation yeah
1: but like in the moment you feel like you're doing them a service because you just mm. want them to like feel like proud for making you come it's like and I think like
0: personally for me it's like a bit of a like okay like I know I'm not gonna get there yeah they don't need to know that so I'm just gonna do this so that I can almost like relieve myself of this pressure or like relieve myself of feeling like like having the instead of having to be like you know what like you can stop because it's not gonna happen rather than having that conversation Mm -hmm. and then feeling like there's something wrong with me yeah just like and then you have to like console them. Yeah. It's no it's no not, no, it's, it's not, not you. you. Yeah. Oh it's just like <laughs> it's just me. It's like what's me? What's me? There's nothing wrong with me. There's no like addressing that there's nothing wrong with me and like really getting like dirty on that. Like Dirty on that. Yeah. Like I am fine the way I am just because there's this like weird external expectation that I need to like my body needs to respond in a certain way for this to have been a successful successful exchange. successful successful exchange is like, <laughs> let's fucking throw that out the window. What does that look like? Like what does like keep wanting to say it? like every episode every episode we're like radically yeah, yes. we're really- like, what does like radically unapologetic sex look like? Ooh. and where does that start? wow i don't know but it's hot (laughs) it starts solo Mm -hmm.
1: because you have to know what the fuck you want and what you like and what feels Mm -hmm. good and what doesn't feel good before you can show up to someone else and be like touch me babe like it's just (laughs) not gonna happen like you have to do you have to show up whole and fully realized and of course a big part of a sexual relationship is exploring together and exploring new things together and trying new things and walking new lines and seeing what feels good with your partner if you're with someone that you feel safe doing that exploration with but a certain level of being able to even comfortably do that exploration even if you are very comfortable with your partner in that way is Knowing your own body. Mm-hmm. It's both. It's both. So, do you have like a memory of the first time you ever, like mm. intentionally masturbated? Like, I know children masturbate from however young without realizing what it is, but like, what's your
0: first memory? You know, I've had this conversation, like, a decent amount of times with people, and I don't really have one. I, I, the, honestly, what comes to mind is, like, the first time I remember feeling really, like, turned on, but not knowing, like, what that was at, like, a really young age. I was watching a music video on TV, and it was for Wicked Games by Chris Isaac. <sighs> Holy I love shit, that. wow. It's literally like softcore porn that yeah, music video. It's I awesome. just remember watching it and literally being like, there's warmth between my legs <laughs> and like a tingle, maybe. Like didn't know how to describe it, but I also was just like, I'm into this. Like, this is <laughs> sick. <laughs> it's so good. But I wasn't like a this sounds weird. I wasn't like a child masturbator. Not the like But, like, some people were, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But I never... No, for me, it wasn't probably until I was maybe, like, 16 or something. Like, I feel like, which is whatever. It's not, like, late or early. It's just, like, the way it was. Um, But, yeah, I don't have, like, a specific memory. But I'm sure, like, the first time I actually, like, orgasmed, I was like, whoa. Word. (laughs) That was cool. Um, yeah, and then I remember just, like, being, like, okay, like, porn is a thing, I'm gonna, like, watch this, and then it was just, like, only lesbian porn, like, yeah, that was all yeah. I wanted, like, that was the only thing that was ever, like, gonna do it for me, mm-hmm. and, like, still does. Yeah, word. Um, but yeah, not, like, a specific memory what about you I I know that I
1: definitely realized at some point that like things felt good like I remember really enjoying taking baths at one point when Mm -hmm. I was maybe in like I don't know I was probably like 12 or something and all of a sudden baths just felt amazing (laughs) and like the hot water just felt so good and we had like one of those shower heads that came off that I would like around with her but I don't remember actually like and I guess we just had this whole discussion about like it's about the journey not Mm -hmm. the destination so like that can definitely be considered masturbation but I remember the first time I made myself come I had a Sony Ericsson slide up phone like it was like was it the buzz of the phone yeah it was the <laughs> vibration of the phone i used to like go i did that
0: with my own old iphone once. yeah i used to
1: go into i think i was in like eighth grade at this point i had like a pink slide phone and that's important because when I slid it up there was like a bit of like a groove in where it was slid up nice. that like felt nice and I would go into your like a ringtone settings and just make <laughs> it vibrate non-stop and like I remember that did it for me this one day and oh I was God. like okay that is what yeah. it's about people
0: I like when you first At whatever age you first start to explore self-pleasure, it's about the journey because you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But then the second you, like, have an orgasm, it's like, okay, that's it. I want that again. Yeah. And at a certain point, it becomes, like, that, like, switches to being, like, that's what I'm trying to get. And then now having this kind of like reckoning of being like i kind of want to get back it's almost like some inner child healing shit of being like i want to get back to being like a kid who was just like didn't know what happened so i was just like feeling around Mm -hmm. and like exploring without the
1: interesting thing too is i feel like there is still that there is still this we don't know what it's gonna feel like because Mm -hmm. orgasms
0: can feel different from one to the next oh my god I feel like this is kind of like a thing that I've always wanted to talk to someone about and I've just like never really thought of it and it's kind of vulnerable, but here we are. Um, Just hearing from other people and from like the internet that there's like different types of orgasms, Mm -hmm. that's always been like a confusing thing for me because honestly, like I know there is a very specific type of like clitoral orgasm that I can have that's like, a big rush and a big release, and I'm like, okay, like, that was it, like, what else would that have been? But then there's these, like, other moments, usually during sex, of, like, just penetration, where it's, like, it's not the same, but I'm like, that was something else, Mm -hmm. and I genuinely don't know if I can say, like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, I want to consider that an orgasm, but then I'm like, can I? Is that a, am I allowed to consider that an orgasm? Like, what are the rules? And, like, can I can I say, like, oh, th- yeah, I came, but, like, it was, like, not that one. That just, like, honestly really confuses me, and I, like, mm. I genuinely am, like, I feel, like, illiterate in that mm. department of being, like... Because you also can't, like, compare that feeling to somebody else. You can't be, like, you know, like, this exact feeling, like, if you... It feels I don't different.
1: Know. I mean, I personally I think that the way that if I'm masturbating the way that I get myself there if it's like I can get myself to different places with the different things you know Mm -hmm. and if I try something different it might feel different Mm -hmm. because it was a different route it's like the same thing I feel like vaginal orgasms of course they're going to feel a little bit different. They're coming from a different place in your body.
0: Yeah. So,
1: of course they're going to feel a little bit different than a clitoral orgasm or if you have, like, both types of stimulation going on or if you have, like, anal penetration happening or whatever that's hap- whatever combination of factors is happening that leads you to climaxing, I feel like indicates how it feels because it's coming from different points and different parts of you, right? Like, different mm-hmm. things are involved. Honestly... I feel like you can consider an orgasm an orgasm if it felt like an orgasm to you. Like, I yeah. don't think that there's this, like,
0: there's no, like,
1: rule. Yeah, it's almost like it orgasm gatekeeping like with yourself. Yeah, yeah. It
0: feels like there is. But then
1: it's the same conversation as, like, was it sex if there was no penetration? Mm-hmm, like, yes! Mm-hmm. You know, it's whatever yeah. it means to us, I think. No, totally because there's like yeah there's different levels there's different experiences what's interesting too is the way that we like don't talk about this stuff yeah like when i, I remember for so long not even talking to my best friends about it mm-hmm. you know and the first time one of my friends ever asked me one of my like best best friends growing up she i guess had like her body had changed and her vulva had developed and she was like is my pussy supposed to look like this basically but it was this like super like squirrely nervous awkward yeah. thing
0: where she was like like what does it look like for you yeah you know and which is actually crazy that like we don't even know what our pussies like each other's pussies yeah. look like they all look different
1: when you're a person with a vulva and all of a sudden it's just there,
0: mm-hmm. like I don't.
1: I don't know what that was like for other people, but I remember one day just being like, "Okay," where it's like, "Shit's new yeah. down here." Oh my god! <laughs> I
0: remember looking in the mirror, like literally putting a mirror between my legs, and being like, "Whoa." Yeah, who's okay. she? I don't know her. Holy like,
1: shit. <laughs> but yeah, it is this weird topic that isn't discussed. I feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of people go their whole life without discussing their masturbation with anybody Mm -hmm. and here we
0: are imagine like being able to healthily talk about it at a young age with like your parents Mm -hmm. i hope to god i do that with my kids i vow to yeah because that would just change the game yeah completely
1: yeah instead of feeling like it's this dirty shameful thing that you do having it be an open conversation yeah we may as well have it be an open thing it's
0: the same as well even just the fact that like growing up it's like Somewhat acceptable for guys to do it, but then like girls aren't really supposed to touch themselves, and like the way that it's acceptable for like or expected for guys to like watch porn, and then yeah. you find out like girls watch porn, and you're like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And like, just no. even even having asking that question to like a group of men and women, being like, do you remember the first time you masturbated? Like, I guarantee all the men are gonna be like, yeah, I remember the first time I jerked off and then I was doing it like five times a day for like the next 10 years yeah shit like that like the way that they could they talk about it is like so casual which is like I feel like for a while I was always like ew that's so gross but I'm I'm probably just like jealous (laughs) you're having five uh, orgasms a day yeah that's
1: great
0: For us, it takes like a
1: mood set and like a lot of time. Like mental energy. Like, oh my god, emotional energy so much. Uh,
0: Yeah, emotional energy for sure. I mean, we could obviously talk about this until the cows come home. That and kettle of fish (laughs) in (laughs) every
1: episode, please.
0: (laughs) Radically unapologetic kettle of fish until the cows come home. that's the title something that i think is like a good way to <laughs> what? sorry i really like that. <laughs> how are we gonna move forward with from this conversation in terms of evolving our or showing up for our sexual selves like what what are the practices that we're gonna commit to or like what are we striving to achieve et etc cetera, et cetera. you know what's coming up for me right now what Tell me like
1: not even necessarily on the same wavelength, but just from the very beginning, like you said at the beginning, how you feel like it should be like more of a routine for you right now in your Mm. journey. I'm even thinking like
0: abstinence
1: for no, but for (laughs) me with partners, like before it even starts If I know that I'm not in that place, like not to force myself, like so many times in the past, I've known that I'm just not down. I'm like, I don't know, bloated or like tired or like just not in that headspace. But I feel Mm -hmm. bad, like communicating that, Mm -hmm. no matter like what the partnership looks like, and to actually like advocate for myself in that way and be Mm. like no you know what it's okay that i'm not there right now it's totally fine it doesn't make me less of a human or less attractive you know that's huge
0: because
1: i feel like part of my unraveling of my sexual trauma is recognizing that i am attractive without having to be sexualized or like having to be a sexual being a hundred percent of the time like I don't owe that to anyone you're not gonna get like
0: dropped because you don't want to fuck yeah They're not and gonna be, like, I don't uh,
1: want like I mean I love sex and I love having sex with partners and I love mm-hmm. exploring that and what that looks like and like most of the time i have like a relatively high sex drive but i'm i'm trying to work on unraveling that from my like identity in a relationship mm. because there's a lot of crap there that also needs to be unraveled mm. so the first thing for me i think is just advocating for myself in a way that allows me to say no and then maybe that translates into my own sexual relationship because I can advocate for myself there too, like mm-hmm. not necessarily being like, Oh, I don't want to. So I'm not going to right now. Cause I don't feel like I, I don't feel like it's at a place where I need it to be like a um, routine per se right now. But mm-hmm. I did notice that when I was going through a rough time, I was like depriving myself of pleasure,
0: mm. which
1: is like so weird. So I guess just like by saying no to partners when I don't want to, Can, like, allow me to reclaim my pleasure in a little bit to, like, give myself that. I don't just, yeah, I guess give myself that pleasure, like, kind of when I maybe, like, need it just for me. Yeah. Just, like, allowing it to be, like, a compassionate thing towards Mm -hmm. myself and have Mm. it be not for anyone else if I want to and not for anyone else if I don't want to. Mm. What about you? What does it look like for you?
0: Mm. I think for me, it looks like making it more of, like, a routine practice of, like, getting, like, like, in the way that you, like I said earlier, that you might not really feel like exercising, but you know that it'll, like, make you feel better. Like, I feel like I want to kind of commit to, like, exploring in my own time and exploring in ways that aren't necessarily, like, orgasm-centered or just, like, self-pleasure because, like I said, I am, like, in a sexual relationship with somebody and I want to be able to show up there in, like, a way that is centered and also, like, down to, like, explore and, like, coming from... Like, I did the research at home, and now I'm, like, going out into the field to, like, do it. (laughs) Yeah. Not that one is, like, more important than the other, but I think just there's different exploration to be had with somebody else, like, working with you. And there's so much to be said about being with somebody who makes you feel safe and loved and seen and admired and, like, all of that ooey-gooey stuff. And, you know, I have been in relationships where the sexual relationship was like just kind of like like I want to say like sticky or like messy like there just like wasn't good communication and I thought I was asexual because I just like never wanted to have sex or like mm. didn't like it but would do it anyways and just like years of that which is so unfortunate and I like have a lot of like compassion to myself for like going through that but then also realizing like I have the agency to say no to those situations and I always did and I had to learn that but now I'm feel like I'm in a much better situation of being like I know that my like potential and capacity for just like showing up in the world a lot of that comes from like how you show up sexually and like your creative flow your energy like all of that kind of like boils you know what I'm trying to say like Mm -hmm. some like root chakra shit it's all connected yeah Yeah. it's all connected and just sacral chakra sacral chakra right Mm -hmm. so now being able to be in like a very healthy intimate setting with somebody who's like wants to go there with me I'm, like, I'm so happy and excited and feeling so grateful about that. But I also, I want to, like, do my homework, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, at home so that I can show up to go there with that person. I don't know. Yeah, something something along those lines. But I think bringing self-pleasure back into my self-care practice. Yeah. Making it as important as, like doing yoga or working out or like cooking cooking yeah having a tea journaling like it's just it's all part of it Mm -hmm. i want to use my fucking yoni eggs again yeah those bad boys out i want to be like 40 i want to be 30 i want to be at every age but like every age from now on and just be like that orgasmic yeah Orgasmic? What? How did she say it in the you meditation? You are
1: so orgasmic. <laughs> you are capable of having powerful orgasms. <laughs> like this meditation was very like fifty-year-old like British aimed woman at
0: like women who are older and like getting into this when they're like in their later ages. Which but is I kind of loved
1: it because it was gentle yeah. in that way. And yeah. honestly, I've done some. Sexuality or like erotica meditations before. Mm -hmm. I went through a phase where I was super into audio porn. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nice because she just kept telling you, like, the health benefits of orgasms Mm. and, like, reminding you that you are an orgasmic being. It's not, like, you having an orgasm. They're not disconnected in that way. It's, like, you are orgasmic. Your body is able to do this because it's supposed to do it. Mm. Like, like the health benefits aside, like, your body is built to give you this pleasure because you are an orgasmic being. And that can transpire into the rest of life it doesn't have to be
0: like separate just
1: sexual pleasure it can literally like going for a walk and seeing flowers is orgasmic if it's just living in a sensual way and like sensuality
0: and letting sex seep into all aspects of your life as this like creative energetic flow like the way that we've talked about how like birth is inherently sexual and like creating art creativity is inherently sexual because like having sex and creating life is the most basic form of creation that there is. Mm-hmm. Like it all stems from this energy, like having sex and making a child is like a mini version of like a big bang propelling that individual through the rest of its life. Mm. And like every energetic movement and action is stemmed from that orgasmic interaction. Not necessarily mm-hmm. having to be orgasmic though, just like, pleasure. Yeah. And the fact that we have a clitoris <laughs> and the only purpose of it is for pleasure! Yeah. There is no other biological purpose. Yep. We don't pee out of it.
1: Mental health. No Yeah! <laughs> mental health let's pull a card Mm. yes
0: i don't mean to cut you off no i'm done (laughs) (laughs) done. oh yeah really leaning into this big pussy
1: energy big pussy energy we really want to know what's up with you guys like give us your first masturbation story or something or
0: like visions of your future self just for some reason sexy powerful being what when you said or just like i thought you were gonna say or just like
1: videos (laughs) it's like whoa (laughs) send us videos of your self-pleasure routine yeah honestly though that could be cool it doesn't have to be like sexual like what candles you burn in these days? Yeah. <laughs> what are you?
0: Like, literally, what brings you pleasure? Like Ooh. Taurus
1: rising. Yeah, it's almost the end of Taurus season, so let's talk about pleasure outside of
0: this. What we get? The Knight of Cups and the Three of Pentacles. Okay. Knight of Cups element
1: air of water themes genial romantic charming devoted Mm. affirmation i hear the emotional call and know by following it i make my dreams come true okay meaning a person or energy in pursuit of love of one kind or another the knight of cups is charismatic and intelligent they're motivated by their own lofty thoughts and are ready to act in the service of deep connection with their inner selves, if not others. Mm. This card says, go after emotional fulfillment, follow your dreams and manifest the personal projects and interpersonal relationships that will emotionally nourish you on the road to self-actualization. Can represent Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces.
0: Mm. The pursuit of pleasure. Yeah. To get to know yourself Literally. in an interpersonal emotional way a person or energy in pursuit
1: of love of one kind or another like i like Mm. it is
0: such an act of love to get to know yourself self-love in this way And i feel like even just self-love is such a like buzzword and kind of like what does that even mean but like just yeah love yourself like like, fuck fuck yourself yeah all right three of pentacles pentacles
1: Mars and Capricorn is the sign planet. Mm. Themes, recognition, collaboration, capability, common goals. Mm. Affirmation, my integrity earns me reward and recognition. You're making great progress and the work you're doing now, if done with commitment and integrity, will feed your soul. You're creating something you may achieve recognition for, but that's not the point. The reward is the work itself, done with like-minded people in the spirit of cooperation. When it's satisfying to do something you love, either in your career or personal life, you'll find that even the most mundane things become beautiful. This just makes me think of Van again.
0: Yeah,
1: Like, that is
0: collaboration fat
1: capricorn energy what we're doing yeah. like saying no so we can say yes like getting down to business working mm-hmm. and hard, being like, like tell me the details of yeah, the business we want a
0: list yeah. like we want a list we want and price. prices we want receipts yeah exactly we should get a folder <laughs> like yeah, let's go
1: straight cap <laughs> i love it no cap do we want, <laughs> want reverse reversed yeah, because I think I pulled it reversed, on us. Mediocrity, and even just fear of it, is the enemy of success, whatever that means to you. If you feel exhausted, uninspired, or as if you or people around you are not giving something your all, consider whether the obstacles are worth it.
0: Bro! There's always
1: another <laughs> approach you can take, or another group of people with whom you can find a sense of belonging. It may be time to consider whether your inner and outer worlds are conducive to your sense of fulfillment. Holy motherfucker! (laughs) That is a huge affirmation in our collaboration
0: partnership and fucking filling. This is literally like fill your cup, yeah, with pussy juice. (laughs) With
1: pussy juice. Oh my god! Yeah. What are you reading right
0: now? The She Book.
1: Oh, I'm so glad! (laughs)
0: Tanya Markle, we love you! Yeah, Taylor came back from the island and was like, you must read this book! So
1: basically, I was at uh, my Aunt Michelle's house and I woke up the first morning I was there and I just like went into her bookshelf and just kind of like picked up this book out of random and started reading it and it was one of those things where it was very much like, this book came to me in this time Mm. for me to experience. I read the whole thing from cover to cover that morning, and then I, like, ordered a copy online and sent it to my mom, and then I brought it back to Van and to both my roommates. I was just like, read it.
0: (laughs) And what do you think so far? It's dope. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry that I, like, drew all over it. No, I love it. I love the underlines and, like, the swirls, and it's fun because I'm, I I with your like intensity of how you came into it, I'm like I'm reading it in the middle of the night in my night shifts, so Mm. I'm like, yeah love. Oh my god. Yeah. Amazing. I'm gonna
1: read it tonight again.
0: Beautiful.
1: What are you reading? I'm reading a book by Judith Blackstone called Trauma and the Unbound Body, Mm -hmm. Um, and Judith Blackstone. Is She's a New York-based psychotherapist. Um, She deals primarily with, like, somatic therapy Mm. and embodiment. Um, She has, like, quite a few books. But she was a dancer. And she has this... This book is about the realization process, which is her practice in fundamental consciousness, which is basically the realization that, like, the space within you and the space outside of you is all continuous flowing space Mm -hmm. um but then in order to not get like swept away by things or swayed by things as they move in and out of you you have to like really inhabit your body Mm -hmm. and so she takes you through all these practices of like literally standing and holding on to the back of a chair for stability and like breathing down into your feet and inhabiting your entire foot and what that feels like Mm -hmm. and recognizing the space outside of your foot and the space inside of your foot and then moving through the whole body like that and it's just like a huge grounding practice it's really beautiful so yeah that's where I'm at Oh. Which I think is really aligning with, like, you know, self-pleasure and, like, getting yeah. to know your body. And...
0: and that, like, removing the space between, like, yourself and the outside world. Also removing the space between, like, what sex might be or self-pleasure might be. And then, like, everything else. Like, having those, like, kind of all intermix. Yeah, just, like, malleability of barriers. Oh. Like, okay.
1: between us and other. And then, like... Mm-hmm. us and partner or like us and ourselves
0: mm-hmm. but yeah. mind body
1: soul yeah love judith blackstone if you're not mm-hmm. familiar you should go in on that bloom squad tell, tell us
0: your visions of your future sexual self your current sexual self tell us your pleasure self-care routines all of it we want to know all of it give us Something, give us
1: something, <laughs> please. <laughs> God, <laughs> we love you so much. it away, away. Day, day by day. day. <laughs> bye bye.